together growing in faith changing communities my dear brothers and sisters today i would like us to reflect on the gospel of matthew chapter 15. there are certain things that jesus brings into our attention in the first reading in the first instance jesus says if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between the two of you and that's the first thing i want to talk about is that there seems to be a concern from jesus that if there is something that is not going well i would like you to address it and so jesus says if your brother has done something to you you have an obligation you have a duty i am giving you a mandate to please go to him and to sort that thing out there are two things that stand out for me the manner of approach it is how you do it that is important how one goes to the other person and is able to bring to the other person the hurt he or she may have felt but it is important to jesus that it is done amongst both of you and when you go to that person you are able to open up to that person in total trust saint paul says to us in our second reading when he writes to the romans chapter 13 he says there's only one thing that you owe each other it is to love and so i think what jesus talks about in the gospel should always be underlined by love every correction that i do that you do should always be moved by charity the reason why we have to be reconciled it is because we love each other if you go to the book of ezekiel chapter 33 jesus makes it a mandate from us from him rather for us if your brother does something that is wrong if your sister does something that is wrong and i tell you to go and correct it and you do not do that i hold you responsible immediately i am going into the book of genesis into the story of the first conflict among siblings cain and abel cain and abel were brothers but one was not happy with the other but he was unable to go to his brother and to talk things through we know how the story ends when cain kills his own brother and jesus wants us to avoid killing our own brothers and sisters and killing could mean many different things yes it could be a physical killing 
but it could also be a spiritual killing. Could be an emotional killing. It could be a disregarding of the other person. We could be siblings living together under the same roof and you only realize that we are not even talking to each other. Or we only tolerate each other. And so Jesus is inviting us to look into our own lives and to be the one that instigates reconciliation without involving any other people initially. So the first one is the manner of approach. How do I go to this person? Do I go to this person presuming that I'm right? Do I go to this person presuming that I am a victim? Do I go to this person with arrogance? Jesus says that shouldn't be the attitude. He says, but rather the attitude should be driven by love and reconciliation. I would want us to mend the relationship. I would want us to become that which we were before the conflict. The second thing that I also find interesting in looking at the reconciliation that Jesus invites us to has to do with timing. How is my timing? And how do I come with that argument? Because Jesus says, don't bring anybody. Just go to that person. Because people somehow can have a tendency of becoming defensive. And they will shut themselves down. And once they become defensive, you can never then relate to that person. The intention is never to attack. The intention is to be reconciled. But Jesus says your timing has to be perfect. How you do it, when you do it, 100, well, probably 8 out of 10. People are not offended by what you say to them. They are mainly offended by how it was said to them and when it was said to them. Jesus also introduces something interesting. He knows that some may not be willing to listen to you. But then he says, take two or three other witnesses. Now this is interesting because these two or three other witnesses are not necessarily your friends. They are not necessarily people who are supposed to take your side. Listen to what he says to the scriptures. He says, take two or three so that you find the facts. I may think I was wronged. And the other person may think they were wronged. And so Jesus is the one that introduces mediation. Introduces someone who is able to bring us together. To see the truth from that person's perspective and to see the truth from this person's perspective. And at the end of it all, to try and find common ground. 
And I think that's one of the most beautiful realities that the Lord has introduced to us. If we fail to do it on our own, let us ask for someone who is objective to help us. The other thing that I find important, inasmuch as Jesus talks about the two that are fighting, what is my responsibility if I have been brought in as the one who tries to bring peace among the two parties? Well, the book of Ezekiel chapter 33 answers that. That man should be driven by justice, faithfulness to God. What is it that the Lord asks of me? To be a watchman, to look after the flock, to do that which is right. And so if I am grieved or I am invited to be a reconciler, I should be driven by the truth and by the desire to reconcile the two parties. The third instance, Jesus is aware that certain people may not want or they may not be ready to listen to the other people. They may also not be ready to, not just to listen to the other people, but to be reconciled. He brings in a third element called the church. What does it mean for me? Pray about it. Sometimes you can go to a person and you can talk about issues, but you find that you are probably still angry and upset, and the other person is still angry and upset. Even if you bring someone into the equation, it does not help. Jesus says, why don't you both go, cool it off, pray about it. Which is an important thing. How often do I pray for those whom I do not necessarily like? How often do I pray for those whom I'm not in talking terms to? I'm not talking about praying for them and say, Lord, you must sort them out. Lord, you must make sure that this and this happens. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about praying for them, praying for their healing, praying that they too may find peace. I have come to realize that a great number of people who are vicious, who are aggressive, most of the times it's because they themselves are not at peace. And so the Lord is saying to us, maybe you also need to pray about this. You need to ask the Lord to help you in as much as he helped the other person. You need to ask the Lord to heal you in as much as the other person needs healing as well. Jesus is no fool, dear brothers and sisters. He says, if you've gone there, you failed. You brought witnesses, you failed. You brought the church and you failed. You prayed about it and you failed. Then there's nothing else you can do. But having done all these other things, the Lord seems to say to us, then you probably are justified to walk away. And this for me is important. You need to learn to pick your battles. 
You don't have to go to every argument you are invited to. Having done everything and anything humanly possible, some people will still reject you and some people may still not want to talk to you. And Jesus says to us, it's okay to walk away. May the Queen of Heaven continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.